inside the 30. Hester's going to take it all the way for a touchdown. You're listening to the Pigskin Project, the world's number one football podcast. Now with more insights on all things football, here are your hosts, Ben Hansen and Ryan Matthews. All right, hi and welcome to episode 11 of the Pigskin Project. Um, Ryan is currently on vacation right now with his family, so he can't be here with us today. Um, but again, if you guys have been longtime listeners, you've Heard me and Ryan uh, keep on referring to our friend Matt. Um, so this is a perfect opportunity to uh, have Matt on. How are you doing today, Matt? I'm doing good. Long time listener, first time caller. I'm excited. <laughs> I'm excited for the opportunity today. Yeah. And I mean, I mean, let's jump right into it. If anybody's going to know anything on this first subject, um, because we got th- we got three different news points for you guys today, uh, but we're going to start off with the one that Ryan or um, the Matt's going to know the most about, and that's um, uh, Tron Armstead signing with the Dolphins because he is a Saints fan. What is your opinion on that? Um, okay, the Armstead deal is it's weird to me because I I did not think he would command five years. I think. He's 31 and 15 mil annually, I think it was. Yeah. Five years is a lot for a 31-year-old, but he is the best tackle, best one of the best left tackles in the NFL. And so I think it it's all it's all up to how much that other team wants to spend. And Miami certainly had the money too. So they did. Just basically. Yeah. And and the thing that confused me just from the get-go um and this is a conversation me and you have had um is a like you said he's he's 31 years old and the fact that the Dolphins were willing to sign him for five years um which is a concern because um he's going to be uh 36 by the end of his contract which is old for an offensive tackle uh but more importantly um injuries he can't stay healthy and to sign an injury prone guy to a five years contract at the age of 31 yeah um is just yeah, i mean I, I know i know from experience <laughs> um what did you say you said he hasn't played like a full season in how long um he's never he's never played a full season he's never played full 16 game seasons Wow, ever. that's that's ever, and again for thirty one, um, yeah, uh, it just I don't know, it's kind of mind boggling, um, that he's I'm, I'm that he's making that money. I mean, when he's playing at his potential, um, like you said, I mean he's top, you know, he's a top left tackle in the entire league, um, but. It just how how much is he gonna play? And I mean, how many how many games did he miss this year? Um, off the top of my head, I think he played eleven games, but I I, I can find for guarantee. <laughs> I um, mean, yeah, he played he played eight games this year. 
so less than half the season he played. And from my experience as a, as a Saints fan watching him, he wasn't – there wasn't a massive difference from being the best left tackle in the NFL to our backup tackle. There wasn't that massive difference when our backup James Hurst was in. And that's the problem, is that there should be a <laughs> massive difference. Yeah. And so, I mean, if the, the Dolphins just went out and, and went, swung for the fences – yeah, and, and realistically, I mean, we saw Leon, uh, Leon, Leon Collins, the uh, Cowboys offensive tackle, get released. And, again, when Tron Armstead is playing at his full potential, I, I think, obviously, like we said, best tackle in football. But I, I think at the point in their careers, I think I would have picked Collins over, um, over Armstead. And, again, like we said, the Dolphins had enough money to pay him whatever he wanted. Um, again, that's just confusing, uh, but on to the next one. This one, uh, this happened really quick. We had a report that come out saying that the Chiefs were listening to trade offers for Tyreek Hill, and probably about an hour later, I mean, he got traded. Um, we had rumors that he was interested, or that the Jets were also interested in him, but he ended up going to Miami for a first, a, a first this year. Um, dang, I don't know the first, I don't know the whole trade details, but, uh, he got, ended up trading for five picks and I think two was happy. Um, I think Mahomes is not happy and I think that offense is going to stall out, but, uh, we'll get there later on in the episode, but I mean, they did what they wanted to do and got two of weapons. What do you think? I mean, it, when a guy like Tyreek Hill is all of a sudden on the market, you will trade everything you have to to get them. And I thought they – I thought this was kind of a a simple trade. I thought they would have to pay some capital in 2023. They mostly paid with 2022 top-end capital and then, you know, 2023 fifths or something in there. So it's like those aren't super impactful, but I think it's just when – you're the Dolphins and you're swinging for fences. Like you're swinging for the number one free agent in, in all of the market, Teron Armstead, and you land him. Why stop there? And I thought that that was kind of the mindset with this one. If, if you're willing to pay the price the Chiefs are offering, I mean, do it. Yeah. Um, and the full trade, uh, full trade details are a first, a second, um, in a fourth this year, and then a fifth and a sixth in next year's draft. Um, and I, I think this kind of has to go. I, I don't. I don't want to say this is a shot at Tua because obviously any any player, any team in the league would want Tyree Kill. But I think this goes to say something when you're talking about Tua. I mean, they spent a first round pick this past year on Jalen Waddle. Devontae Parker's played well. And you still saw him struggle. Um, and then you're giving up top end talents or top end value picks to get Tyree Kill. Um, so I think this is two is make it or break it here. I yeah, I would agree. I think it's it's his third year, and and really that third year is where you want to see that quarterback make that leap into like not 
maybe not stardom, but that step into stardom. You want to see progress. And can we say for sure right now, uh, you know, March 24th, 2022, that he is super different from his first st- first start? And, and I mean, there's no guarantee in that. You know, Tua is still widely considered probably a bottom 10 quarterback. So we just need to see him take that leap. And I think there's pieces around to make that leap. Yeah, absolutely. If, if he's going to make that leap, it's going to have to, I mean, I mean, it's going to have to happen now because it, like you said, he has the pieces as of right now, at least he has Tyreek Hill, Devontae Parker and Jalen Waddle. They went out, they spent big in the offensive line. So now he has time. Um, and I mean, realistically, I think he can get there. Me and you both, when he came out two years ago, um, I mean, I know you had Herbert uh, as your number one quarterback, or I guess not number yeah, Number two, number, yeah. Yeah, number two. Number two. Number two. <laughs> Joe Burrow. <laughs> um, <Yeah. laughs> but you had him at your number two, and I had um, Tua as my number two. I mean, we both thought he could be good in the NFL. Um, I mean, I don't know how good his situation down there in Miami was, but now you cannot make excuses for him. Yeah, yeah. Um, but I, I think it's going to be interesting to see how this offense is going to um, perform because a lot of this year you saw uh, Flores have to scheme up touches for Waddle just because he didn't have that confidence in Tua to make those throws downfield. And again, if he's going to make that jump, that's what it's going to have to be. I mean, he's going to have the chances to go downfield with Water, uh, Waddle and Tyreek Hill this year. Um, so it'll be interesting to see how Daniels um, schemes up this offense. And then he also got, um, was it four years, 30 million a year? So he's, I think now that's the number one uh, oh, it's, contract yeah, it's number for wide one. receiver. Yeah. So, um, and then what they were saying on the Chiefs end, at least, was the Adams contract, no surprise, had a lot to do with this. Um, so it makes sense that Hill wanted roughly the same contract that um, Devontae Adams wanted as well. Yep. So, um, and then the last trade that happened this week is uh, the Matt Ryan trade. And uh, me and Ryan had a conversation on last podcast. um, And I think before this went down, you would probably agree with me too. We both thought that the Colts were going to be trading for Baker, um, but they went after Matt Ryan, I guess. And they traded him, uh, they got, they traded him for a third round pick. Yeah. I mean, it it seems like Atlanta made up, made up their mind during the Deshaun Watson sweepstakes. Like, all of a sudden they were in it and all of a sudden they said, let's trade Matt Ryan. And then they didn't land Watson, but they still traded Matt Ryan. So it seems like during that time period, they just made a decision. Let's, let's move on. And I think one thing could, I think only one thing can warrant that decision. I think they love a guy in this draft. I think they do. And, and they wanted to make that decision now get all the capital they can for, for Matt Ryan at this moment. And the Colts were willing to give it. Yeah. And absolutely. I mean, that was a conversation I was about to have next is what does that mean for um, the Falcons in the draft? Like you said, obviously it means they have to have their eye on somebody. Um, but as for the Colts, um, 
it I understand where their head is at, but I just it confuses me that they want to trade for a guy as old as Matt Ryan. Um, because it's either I mean, they don't have a win now roster. And realistically, if you're trading for Matt Ryan, it's because you believe that you can have a win now roster. And I've had this conversation with Ryan on the podcast before. Um, the media and I guess NFL execs and scouts, um, obviously, have we heard throughout this entire process, um, is that they don't like this quarterback draft. But I, I think I would have just took my chances on a second round quarterback rather than Matt Ryan, because you're not going to win anything. You're not going to the Super Bowl with Matt Ryan with your roster you have now. Mm-hmm. Um, and it just confused me that they wanted to get a quarterback that's this old, because in two or three years, he's going to be gone again, and the Colts are going to be looking for another – or, yeah, the Colts are going to be looking for another quarterback. Um, it's just confusing. Oh. I, I, I completely agree, because – the same thought I had when, when it went down. What is, is there, you know, what is, or slash is there, like, is there a massive difference between 2021 Carson Wentz and 2021 Matt Ryan? Because I, I don't think so. You know, I don't think there's a massive improvement there. Yeah, maybe you're going to miss some of those erratic throws Wentz has from time to time. And, and those are nice to not have with Matt Ryan. But Matt Ryan isn't going to give you the same, like, athletic prowess that Wentz has to extend plays and, and make something out of nothing, you know? So yeah. I, I'm – I get where their head is at, like you said, but it, it's, it's not a massive improvement. It's not a massive swing, but it was the only thing they could make. And so – yeah. Um, realistically, what I would expect at least, um, when Philip Rivers was the quarterback, uh, two years ago, he took him to an 11 and five season. I mean, his stats were pretty average, 24 touchdowns, 11 interceptions. Um, I think, uh, Matt Ryan's probably going to put up a little better stats than that, but that's probably what Colts fans can expect from this is, is just a, a slightly better Philip Rivers of two years ago. Yeah. Um, but I mean, we talked about the trickle down effect that had for the Falcons in this draft and taking quarterback at number eight. Um, but now the question that you have to ask yourself is, I mean, what's going to go on or what, what's, what's going to happen to Baker? Because again, everybody I think would have thought Baker was going to be a, uh, a Colt. And then when they traded Matt Ryan away, I said, well, maybe Baker will be a Falcon, but Obviously, I don't think that's the case. They just picked up Marcus Mariota. Um, and honestly, I don't know what team even wants him. I mean, his value right now around the league, at least as for the reports go, um, it's not high. And some people are yeah, predicting that he's going to get cut. Um, I like the, the cap difference in them cutting him and trading him is massive. And, that, and that's that's like a last case scenario, I think is cutting him but like you said like his his value is at bottom at rock bottom right now because you just see all these teams filling out quarterbacks and there's no there's no home for baker i mean like one of the teams that had like 
has need for quarterback is the Panthers, and they're both disinterested in each other. So it's like it's he's limiting even the places he can go, but there's mutual disinterest, so they wouldn't even want him. But it's it's dwindling down, and, and there's no basic answer right now for Baker. And, and I highly doubt some team's going to want to pay their backup quarterback $18 million that he commands this season. Yeah. Um, I, I think a team, uh, you know, I, I think we'll see. I think if it gets to the point, we'll see how this first round, at least this is my prediction, we'll see how this first round plays out. Um, and I think at that point after this first round is done and I'm going to guess three quarterbacks are taken in the first round, uh, but stay tuned and watch a mock draft episode for that. Uh, but I think after that first round is done is probably when I think we're going to see a Baker deal get done. But I mean, this is complete speculation. I don't know anything, um, but it just seems like right now there's not really a market for him. Um, yeah. yeah. It just, we will see. Uh and, and obviously, you guys, uh, as a Saints fan, and, and we'll move on to uh, more of the Saints portion of this podcast. Um, and as me and Ryan aforementioned in a couple different episodes, uh, Matt is a Saints fan. Um, but suppose you guys didn't sign Jameis Winston. How would your thought process would have been if you guys um, traded, like, let's say, a fifth-round pick for Baker? Um, I would feel, I mean, I would feel the same way I feel right now with, with Jameis. I think I'm just, I'm at a point of, we are, you know, we're mid, we're a mid tier team. Like we have, we have the talent to succeed, but those, you know, those mid tier quarterbacks, they don't win the Super Bowl. So I think again, there's not a massive difference between Jameis and Baker, but um, if if we settled for Baker, I w- I wouldn't be furious about it. I think there's there's potential there. I mean, coming off a labrum injury, if we're if we're basing Baker on 2021, then yeah, it's not going to be good. But there's 2018 and 2020, so you know. Yeah. Every, every odd numbered year he he balls out. So I mean, whoever gets him this year, watch out. <laughs> and um, I mean, just going a little bit more in depth into your guys's uh free agency. Um, I mean, I'm shocked that you guys were even able to clear up um as much cap as you guys did, because what at one point you guys were negative 70 million? Negative 70 million, yep. Uh, which is just crazy. Uh, but I mean, I don't think you guys have done anything, which is a shame because I think you guys were all kind of uh, caught up in that Deshaun Watson thing, which kind of stalled out your other mm-hmm. uh, talks. But what did, what did, what are your thoughts on your guys' uh, free agency so far? So far, um, I told you. I remember talking to you in February. I said, I, I see the writing on the wall the way it's going to end. And I hated the way it was going to end. And it ended that exact way. We had three free agents, three major free agents that everyone was looking at. And it's Jameis, Marcus Williams, and Teron Armstead. And the writing was on the wall that the other two, the two major ones were going to walk and we were going to re-sign Jameis. And that's exactly what happened. 
and like I'm content with it but like I said at the same time I'm just it we I know what this team is you know this team isn't bad enough to be a top five pick next year but this team isn't good enough to win in January against Aaron Rodgers' Packers or Matt Stafford's Rams or even Tom Brady's Bucks, and and that's that's kind of the the place I'm at right now. Like and and again, having not a major future, you know, with with all the money tied up. So that's just how I how I am right now. Um, Marcus May, a great great cheap replacement though for for Marcus Williams, I will say, but. Um... Yeah, no, I, well, as for Marcus May, um, I mean, he is coming off of his ACL tear, obviously. Um, but, yeah, I mean, I thought you guys got a, a steal for him. I didn't think he was going to um, sign for as cheap as he did. Yeah. Uh, um, what is it, under $10 million a year? It is under $10 million. But uh, well, let me say one last thing. Yeah. yeah. If this whole offseason, I think, can be saved – with an Odell to Nola notification. That's all I'm gonna say. I think it all <laughs> it all can be saved by that to me. Two two last things before we move on to um, a little bit of the draft talk because this is um, I would say me and Matt's favorite <laughs> thing to talk about. Oh yeah. Um, but uh, just real quick, uh, there are numerous teams interested in Devontae Parker now that. The Dolphins have uh, traded for Hill, Eagles being one of them, I hope. Um, but along with that, the Chiefs are also interested in uh, DK and um, in, in DK. And I think DK came out today saying he kind of wants to be a leader in Seattle. So I'd be very shocked if we saw any of that happening. Yeah. Um. But as for the draft, you were you were talking about how the only thing that could kind of save this offseason um, was OBJ. But, I mean, what happens if you guys take uh, Matty Ice? Let's suppose in the second round. Um, I, I would I would be I would be ecstatic if if a talent like that fell to fell to 49 <laughs> because, I mean, he's. Like watching, I mean, watching pro days is very skewed on how you feel, but I mean, he just, he has a lot of talent and potential. And I think no, no quarterback is ready day one besides Mr. Small hands. But (laughs) I mean, like we've seen projects, projects are running the NFL and that, that is why I am so so like desired to get one because even if it does fail I mean you tried you tried to do it you know and I think we will end up doing something we have to after losing out on Deshaun so I I I would be ecstatic if if he fell to fell to 49 in the second um well in in his main concern uh for those who don't follow him, is, is kind of his scheme and uh, the RPO-centric scheme that they run there in Lane Kiffin's offense. Um, who is your guys' uh, offensive – or your new offensive coordinator now? Uh, it's still Pete Carmichael. We, he, we retained him after – he said 
he declined a head coach interview, then stepped down as offensive coordinator, then a week later was renamed offensive coordinator. <laughs> so it's it's still gonna it's it's gonna be a pretty basic Sean Payton scheme. I think a lot of a lot of screens, a lot of you know, five yard ins, outs, curls, you know, the Michael Thomas slants, of course, the Michael Thomas special. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, so it'd be interesting to see uh, kind of him in that offense as well, I think, uh, because one of the things in Old Miss, um, they were very, he had, he had very quick strikes or he had very, very deep strikes. So I think it'd be interested, suppose if you guys took him at 49 or 18, I mean, I don't know how you would feel about that, but I think it'd be interesting to see how um, he would do in that offense. Um, but this conversation was all surrounding Matt Crowell at 49, but suppose you guys drafted him at 18. I mean, does your opinion change at all? 18 is really rich. 18 is really rich for me because it's we're a win now team. So I think I need a receiver, man. It's, I know it's basic, but, or even, even if the right left tackle falls, I think, but 18 is a, is pretty rich for me. Even, even if Matt Corral is my QB two, you know? Yeah. Well, so you're talking about the right left tackle in no particular order. I think we can both agree that, um, Evan Neal, Icky, and Charles Cross are the top three. Yes, yes. Um, so I think it would be a – I mean, I think it would be a freaking wishing star if one of those <laughs> three guys fell to you at Oh, 18. yeah. Um, but uh, suppose somebody – I don't know who your offensive tackle for is. Uh, for me, it's Trevor Penning. Um, if Trevor Penning got to 18, I mean, would he would, – would you be okay with that, drafting him? Um, yeah, yeah. I, I mean, we would have to experiment with either Ramchek or him at left tackle because they're, they're both, they both are natural right tackles. So, I mean, there would have to be something there, like something would have to switch. And, but yeah, I mean, taking him, I wouldn't be totally against it. But it's like I said, it's all about how the first 17 picks are and what's what's there at 18. You know, no one no one can predict it until the draft night. So, yeah, no, absolutely. Um, and and let, let's play this scenario out in your head. Um, if I'm correct, you said Jameson uh, Williams was your top wide receiver. Yes. Yes. All right. I no way Jameson's going to be on the board. Um, yeah. let's say, let's say it's between Traylon Burks. Let's say Traylon Burks and Trevor Penning are both on the board. Who would you take? If it was up to Ooh. you, obviously the Saints don't like listening to you, but. <laughs> Ooh. Ooh. That's a good one. Um, I would like probably Penning more, probably Penning. It's like, it's no wow. knock. It's no knock on, on Burks. It's just like, I feel like we wouldn't utilize him correctly. To be honest, I think he's he's a utility guy, and I don't think he would be in in our scheme. He wouldn't be depended on heavily. You know, I think this this team has the the every down 
catching receiver in Michael Thomas. It's just lacking that deep threat. And is Burks that guy at four five? No. <laughs> well, all right. So you were talking about deep threat. Um, I'm assuming it's a shoe, and if Jameson Williams is on the board, you I mean you're pounding the table for him. Yes. Uh what if it's Garrett Wilson? I'm also I, I'm pounding the table for him. I think he's he's an incredible talent. Watching him all year, I mean, you gotta watch Ohio State because those are that's like the, the Saints G League team at this point. How many guys <laughs> we draft from there. But he's he's been he's incredible. He's he's incredible. Um I, I don't know if you saw about Garrett Wilson and uh, Olave today. Um, Dan Orlovsky of ESPN, he posted something. Um, oh. A little questionable to me. No, I didn't see what Dan Orlovsky, uh, Dan Orlovsky posted, but I did see yesterday that the Eagles were interested in both of them, which if they take Chris Olave... <laughs> With the top three picks, I'm going to have an aneurysm. But what did what did Dan post? Okay, um, he posted something today. Uh, he posted his his comps for both of them, and he, he said he said Garrett Wilson is Julio, and uh, Chris Olave is faster Keenan Allen. I thought that was kind of funny. I that made me laugh because I. I I don't see the Julio one whatsoever. I my my comp for for Garrett Wilson. I don't know if you'll like this one, Mike Wallace. I I like it. I think I think there's Mike Wallace was a sub four four guy and and had his his physical ability and I think I think there's something there. Um, yeah. Uh. Well, as as for the Dan Orlowski stuff, um, yeah, Julio is to to say that uh, Garrett Wilson is going to be who I, I it's not even the same game. Yeah, I mean, Julio is very much above the rim player. For those who don't know, he, he's he's contested catch. Um, obviously, he's a do it all, um, but he's definitely an above the rim player. And I don't, you know, and that's not a knock on Garrett Wilson or anything. Uh, but Garrett Wilson's game, I wouldn't say, is Julio Jones-esque. I... <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that's just weird. Um, and, and not to, like, helmet scout, um, and I say that all the time, uh, but the comp for Chris Olave that I really like is, is a Terry McLaurin. Um, I mean, they're going to be picked around in the same range. At least I assume they're going to be picked in the same range. Um, Alave is going to be before him, obviously. Uh, but I mean, they both have the speed. I think they can, uh, they're both underrated route runners. They have decent hands. Um, I think their game comps really well together. Mm-hmm. Um, but obviously I think this is the highly or the most highly debated thing as of right now, um, in the draft sphere, what is, what is your quarterback ranking? My my quarterback ranking. Let's let's save the top five. So Malik Willis, Kenny Pickett, um, Sam Howell, Matt Crowell, and Desmond Ritter. Okay, putting me putting me on the spot. 
Quarterback one is Kenny Pickett. Quarterback two is Corral. Quarterback three, Malik Willis. QB four, ooh, probably Howell. And then five is Ritter. Still. What? Yeah, that's fine. That's fine. And then Strong at six. Uh, people aren't ready for for how I feel about uh, Carson Strong. Um, I, I know. I love I love Carson Strong. He oh my goodness I I have this stupid smile on my face. Um, I I love his game tape is awesome when he's healthy and like and again this is a conversation we're having off air. Um, it has so much to do with how his knee. Yeah, is gonna turn out if his cadaver. I think it's a cadaver knee. It depends on if his if his body rejects it, and then yep. how long it's gonna last. Uh, but he, he he's such. He his intangibles and in, in no pun intended his strong arm and how he reads the field. It's you. You don't see something like that if you're gonna end up taking him in the second or third round. Um, I think any team that ends up getting him. For him to sit back and develop, let's say, behind a Mitch Trubisky, because I'm, I'm lower on Mitch Trubisky than what other people are, um, I think would be a freaking steal. <laughs> um, but who, who are some of your players in this draft class, your underrated, your overrated favorite players? I mean, come on. You, you know my number one. You know <laughs> it. You know it. That tight end from Virginia – Oh my God, Jelani Woods! I am head over heels for Jelani Woods, and you know this. He's yes. six six foot seven, four six forty. He he just he just tested a an unofficial ten RAS score. That is for people who don't know. That is the perfect raw athletic athletic score that you can get. Is perfect. Um. I mean, he's he's number one on my my underrated, of course. Um, guys, I think not getting as much shine as I think they should. Um, I'm I'm a big Boye Mafe fan. I think his his game could really translate well to the NFL. Um, I think just just being a Speedy, athletic edge rusher. We saw that take over the Ravens, you know, uh, Odafayowe. I mean, that was his game. You know, he had no um, uh, college production, you know, zero sacks in 2020 and comes in and he was a stud. You know, first half of the if, – if Micah Parsons didn't have a historic rookie year, you know – We'd be looking at Odafe Owe and him being kind of neck and neck for that D-Roy. So th- those yeah. are two guys I, I'm I'm really big. I'm higher on than I think some people are. I When I heard of Edge, uh, I thought you were going to go somewhere else with that. Okay. I, I, <laughs> I Yeah, I know. I know. Um. <laughs> He at the combine specifically, um, he he liked Sam Williams. Um, 
he watched the senior bowl and he was, he was impressed with Sam Williams at the senior bowl. Um, and then after his testing, Sam Williams tested what second fastest 40 time. Very well. He tested very well. Yeah. So that's where, that's where I thought you were going to um, go with that. Oh, yeah. But as for the wood stuff. Um, yeah. I mean, I didn't, I didn't really know who he was before. Uh, the combine, but then after that, I mean, you had to start looking into him. And the number one thing that me and you like said coming out of this, and this is this is no knock on him, this is um, a knock on the kind of the quarterbacks that were there, was that he's so big that like teams were still like it was just it was shocking me that, that they were overthrowing him. I just think he was like so fast and so big that they were still overthrowing him. Yeah. Um, it was weird, but, um, as for underrated player or, uh, overrated players, um, this is something that I put out here. Like, I think it was our second or third episode of this podcast, um, in the combine further hit it home for me. Um, and me and you, I mean, that was our ongoing joke of the edge day was you can count on my Jai Sanders falling. Every oh single drill. <laughs> I I I just I I don't I I do not like Majai Sanders. And obviously he was smaller because he was having health issues and he's not actually playing it that way. Um but even before his testing, I was lower on him. Um I, I just I I don't like Majai Sanders. I just don't. Um but are there uh, any other underrated players that really pop off the board? I'm gonna Can I'm you... gonna stop you. I'm gonna stop you right there. So today, today, Majai Sanders, he he weighed in at his pro day. What what do you what do you think he weighed in at? So so he started at the at the senior bowl 242, dropped to 228 at the combine, had an awful combine, and then today weighed in. It's been half a month. He, oh shoot! This reminded me of something too. When it comes to the edge, well, we'll get there. Um, I have not seen this number. So the way you're talking, I'm gonna assume he probably weighed in at two fifty five, two forty eight. Still gaining gaining twenty pounds in in half a month. Yeah, uh, but I mean that's weight that was already there. I mean, yeah, yeah. It makes sense, um, and I can't believe I forgot about this, um, and I didn't talk about this in the news segment. Um, and this drastically affects, um, I would say, the deepest class and the best, or the deepest position and best position in this uh, draft. Um, David Ajabo tore his freaking Achilles at his pro day. Yep. Oh, and that and that's painful for me to watch as a Michigan fan and as an Eagles fan. Um but after his uh, Achilles tear, I, I'm assuming he's probably going to see a Sidney Jones level fall, probably second or third round. Um, mm-hmm. But what is, again, we're going to throw you on the spot here. What is, what is your edge ranking here? What is my edge ranking? Ha-ha. Okay. Okay. Um, I mean, it's, I'm not going to say two. I'm just going to say 1A, 1B, and that's Hutch and Tibbs. It's, it's all preference at this moment. I don't think you can say there's one better than the other. If you like, if you like game film, you're going to like Hutch better. You like physical 
traits and talent and pure talent, you're going to say Tibbs. So I'm going to just say 1A, 1B there. Um, mm-hmm. Number three, um, it's, it's probably Trayvon Walker just because of that astounding combine he had um, and just – just his, again, being yeah. able to move the way he does at 6'5", 280. Um, number four, it's a Jabo. It's a Jabo to me. And then five is Karloftis. A little lower on – I don't know how low I am on Karloftis. Still a Jabo. I would still take a Jabo. Yeah, I mean, well, the draft isn't just for 2022. You know? Yeah. We're drafting, well, it, they're drafting a four-year contract, you know? Yeah, and, and that's something, too, that like I think people forget when talking about wide receivers with the whole Jamison Williams things. Dude was number one wide receiver in this draft. Like, nobody argued that. Everybody yeah. was saying it was Jamison Williams. He tore his ACL. And for some reason, people are forgetting how good he is. <laughs> yeah. I don't know where that's going. Um, I'm assuming Jermaine Johnson's is your six, which hurts me. Yes. Um, but, is- but, 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 Jermaine okay. Johnson, I think, still could go as a top 10 pick. I, I don't want that to be just because I'm a little lower on him doesn't mean he still can't go high in this draft. I think edge, edge need is at a, an astounding rate this year, and edge talent is at an astounding rate this year. So, so yeah. Yeah, absolutely. And then then Boye Mafe. Yep. Okay. Um, and then this is this is a player that me and you um both had a conversation about uh geez, it must have been probably a month and a half ago, I would say at this point. Um, but as for underrated players, um I, I like Storm Duck a lot. Um, I don't think I saw his official measurements, which I think greatly, um, like, affects how I feel about him. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Just because some places have him listed at, like, six feet, and some places have him listed at, like, six three. And, I mean, three inches, you think about it, it doesn't seem a lot, but three inches – Six one to six three is a big difference. Um, oh yeah, I wish I could find his numbers, but I can't. <laughs> but I like Storm Duck. He's a cornerback out of uh, UNC. Um, I think he's. I think it'd be fun to see where he ends up going, because uh, I have some people like ranking him like as far as like the eighth cornerback in their class, and then some people ranking him as like being like a late sixth round, seventh round pick, which is mind boggling to me. Yeah. Um, and then as far as a player that uh, we're both underrated on too, and uh, not to toot our own horns here, but uh, we were ahead of the curve on this, but me and you were both a little bit lower on Stingley as well. Yes. Um. He has it, – it goes back to the physical traits aspect of it. I mean, he has, he has the potential. He has the traits. It's just like we were saying, his, his best year was his freshman year. 
and he wasn't even the number one cornerback. He was behind Christian Folt. Yep. Um, but uh, go Sauce Garden. That's what I have to say. <laughs> um, but uh, do you have any um, any more players just in the draft throughout here, even if they're seventh-round picks that uh, you like or dislike more than what you think the consensus is? Um, I, like, like, I'm, I'm – I've I've looked more and more into Jalen Petrie out of Baylor, mm-hmm. and I like after watching him run the combine and run those drills, that was really making me turn him on. And and he just he's a great player, like he's a great corner, and I I think he's someone I've I've become higher on after seeing him live. Um, but I I mean here and there you know I, I could I could just rattle off names for fun yeah. <laughs> I mean like you know Rashad White running back Arizona State I like Bo Melton Rutgers big fan of him um Tyler Smith the tackle out of Tulsa yeah another one he's another one really flying up boards edge of course Sam Williams he's another one I can talk about um, off-ball linebacker, it's the basic one, but it's Leo Chanel. You know, he's ris- risen up draft boards. I know you hate it. You hate it. I do. Um, another corner, we've we've both had extensive talks about him. He's your, one of your guys, Tariq Woolen. Yes. Yeah, uh, I mean, that his potential at the position is astounding. And then finally, safety, uh, probably Kirby Joseph. Kirby. I've, I like I like him as a as a ball hawk in the NFL. Um, those are just rattling off names. Yeah, uh, I guess this isn't a player that I have talked about on the podcast before. Um, but as far as guys that I've recently turned on, uh, just like looked at a little bit more, um, is the guy opposite of Jalen Petrie back there in the defense. Um, I mean, if you guys are listening, you guys really want to see somebody just fun. I mean, go and look at JT Woods. JT yep. Woods is he's he's such a ball hawk. I, I think I think in the matter of what is next, like thirty ish days or whatever, I think we're gonna see him rise. I think realistically, I think the top four safeties are supplanted um, in no particular. Well. Kyle Hamilton at one, and then after that, you can argue for anybody else at two, three, and four. Uh, but Kyle Hamilton, Dax Hill, uh, Jalen Petrie, and Jaquan Brisker. And yep. then I like I like JT Woods at five. Um, oh, and Lewis Seen at five. All right, I like JT yeah, Woods at six. That's who, that's who I thought you were talking about because I I <laughs> label I label Petrie as more of a, a, a corner than a safety but he can again he can play both yeah he, he's he's definitely um a slot. Same, like same I, as dax I, hill you know dax hill is interesting because if you just need a db you draft dax hill that's why i like the the pick uh the cowboys pick i think it's 20 i, I don't know what the cowboys pick but that's i love his fit in that um 
offense. And then one more thing. I've been very vocal, too, about my love for Christian Watson. Um, <laughs> just for the people listening, I would love to see, like, like what is your opinion on him? My opinion on Christian Watson? Yes. <laughs> um, I mean, he's good. He's fun. I mean, you know, sick, a guy who can run at 6'5 and runs a sub for 440 is that's impressive. Um, but I mean, like, I'm not, you know, I'm not as super high on him as you, but yeah. there's a place for him in the NFL. I, I love him at one of those Chiefs picks. You know, I think he's, he could be an amazing talent to pair with, pair with Mahomes. But, you know, I, I'm, I am certainly not as high on him as you, but yeah. that's not saying I don't like him as a prospect. <laughs> yeah. All right. Um, so let's move on to the next segment of the podcast. Uh, we're going to do bold takes, and I think it'll be fun to have a fresh set of eyes on this. Well, before, uh, before we get to the bold takes here, uh, we have – Ryan coming all the way from Wisconsin Dells to uh, call in. He said he wanted to hear a reaction um, on this report. I don't know where he's going, but let's hear it, Ryan. Okay, guys. So uh, this is this is a report per sources um, that you know is is coming from you know different websites stuff like that. Um, but the Miami Dolphins aren't finished with their trades um, because reports have, have said that the Miami Dolphins are reportedly working on a trade for a quarterback. That quarterback's name, can you guess? It, do not tell me it's Baker. What? No, it's not Baker. Okay, okay. It's Tom Brady. No. What? It's Tom Brady. No. Get out of here. I need to see this, guys. Go. Guys, he's on vacation. His brain isn't working properly. <laughs> I don't know what he's doing on this right now. I need I mean, to come see on. this. Ben, Ben, and let me, let me tell you, um, you know, and I'm, I'm going to go here soon, but I will tell you this. If I think that it's absolute BS, I would not be. I know. Um, I know. I, I would not be calling you about this, especially while you're recording and everything like that. So. No, absolutely. Yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm just giving you, I'm just giving you a hard time. Uh, where, what sources? Um, Dale, Dale Arnold. Sorry. He works for NESN. Um, I mean, he's verified on Twitter and everything. Okay. I mean, this is legit. This is, this is legit. So, I mean, you know, there's other sources as well saying, you know, um, they wouldn't be surprised if Tom Brady didn't play for the Buccaneers next season. Um, he was also this, the same exact guy that is reporting this was also the first person to report that Tom Brady to Tampa Bay was actually happening. Where did he? Where did he report this? It's not on his Twitter. This is on. Um, I mean. This was March 24, 2022 at 11.25 a.m. I will send you the tweet if you know, don't believe me. But Yeah, I just – I don't see it on his on his Twitter. Um, I will send that to you really quick. Absolutely. 
Uh, and just for those who who are listening, um, and I don't know how well Ryan's coming across here um, on this, but when uh, he, he was saying that Tom Brady uh, might get traded to the Dolphins, and it's probably likely, um, and Dale Arnold said, would not be surprised if Tom Brady didn't play for the Buccaneers next season. Try going a little farther south. Um, <clears throat> little little side note here, though. Um, you know, I, I would not say that this is a done deal by any means because Tom Brady has been recruiting people to Tampa Bay. Yeah. And I don't think that, you know, unless it was a, a crazy offer that Tampa Bay would shoot him off, let alone if Miami would even be willing to trade for him, given the fact that he just came out of retirement to play for specifically Tampa Bay. Um, I do want to say if he didn't want to play for Tampa Bay, but he wanted to come out of retirement. He would have said that in his retirement, you know, uh, like coming out of retirement speech or tweet or whatever. Yeah. So um, just saying, these are what reports are saying, but I'm, I'm personally, I do not see it happening. Mm-hmm. Um, but yes, by all means, this is what's going on as of noon Central Time today. Um, and yeah, that's what's going on. I, I like I said. Man, by all means, I expect him to be a Buccaneer next season, but who knows at this point? Because Tyree Hill was a lock to stay on the Chiefs just a mere forty-eight hours ago. So yeah, well, all right. well thank you. you. Guys go. This is me, my appearance, my guest, my special guest appearance. I guess on uh, the Pigskin Project. So yeah, I will let you guys go, but uh, enjoy the rest of the show, guys. It's gonna be a good one. Thank you. All right, have fun. All right. Yeah, take it easy. Um, as far as that goes, um, like Ryan said, he, it's a confusing situation. It's hard for me to see, uh, that happening. He, I don't think he would have came out of retirement to go and play for the Dolphins. Um, and then you also have to think, I mean, the Dolphins just traded up a lot to get Tyreek Hill. I don't know how much, um, I don't know how much they have to really trade, uh, 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 I don't. I don't want to be the stopper of of your tangent, but they still mm-hmm. have both their twenty twenty three first. That's it, that. This that's true. They have the capital to do it. I I think, but it just makes no sense to me because they already signed star quarterback Teddy Bridgewater in this free agency. So <laughs> it, I I don't I don't know if they're gonna I don't know if they're willing to make another big splash like that yeah (laughs) um but again i don't i again i don't know why tom brady would come out of their time to play with the dolphins and move again um and then i don't know why tom brady would be recruiting players to the buccaneers if he was gonna go to miami and then the third thing we kind of have to look at I don't know who Dan Arnold or Dale Arnold is. Obviously, he could be breaking this news, and I could sound stupid right now. But he he's an he's an NHL writer for the Bruins. I mean, I don't know I, how <laughs> I don't know how much he's a he Boston has. he's a Boston guy. But like, <laughs> I'm just I read I read a little I read a little article on it as soon as as soon as Ryan said it, and I just skimmed. Mm-hmm his tweets and and they're very cryptic they're very like one of them was wouldn't be surprised if 
he doesn't play for the Bucks and goes a little south, dot, dot, dot. And then there's a video of him on like a show or something talking about how the parties are working on it. There's no deal. There's no agreement, but they're working on it. You know, they're talking. So, in you know, that could be a phone call. And yeah. like, little do we know what working on it, that could be a phone call that says, hey, let's trade for Tom Brady. And, you know, Chris Greer calls Jason Light and Jason Light says no. Hangs up the phone. That's that's the talks. <laughs> Who knows? And, and not not to hit you in a sore spot or while you're down, but <laughs> how many how many reports did we get that Sean Watson was going to go to the Saints? I mean, how many reports how many? did we get that he was going to go to the Falcons? Yeah, like it was it was done. It, it was done. You know, all of that day, all of that day before he was he was a Brown. All I said was, yeah, he's a Falcon. Yeah, he's going to terrorize my franchise twice a year for a decade. And then, like, and then he, he just made that decision all of a mm-hmm. sudden, you know? Yeah. And, and those were guys, and again, no offense to Dale here, but <laughs> do, do, <laughs> um, those were guys that, like, really, that were, like, that had the in. I mean, Justina Anderson is an ESPN reporter, and she said it was all but a done deal. And that's not even including like an athletic writer like Benjamin Albright, who yep. was saying that he w- that, that Deshaun wanted to go to uh, a coast team and it wasn't going to be the um, uh, the West Coast. And yeah. he, he, he was hinting that it was going to be the Eagles. I mean, these are guys that know what they're talking about, that have the in. And yep. if those guys are like, don't know what's going on. I would be very surprised if well, and, and, Arnold and like, knew. And like you said, yeah, like you said, he's he's a major, he's a Boston reporter. You know, he probably isn't, you said he's Bruins, so I mean, he definitely has an in to Red Sox and Patriots. But, like, that's not even Bucks or Dolphins. You know, a guy I followed during the Deshaun Watson was, was of course, Aaron Wilson. Everyone knows mm-hmm. that name now. But like that, that was that guy is directly in on the Texans all the time, and so like, you know that that is someone who has the in, and 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 Dale does not does not seem to have the credibility at this moment to me. But hey, hey, if Tom Brady's a Dolphin, I will be the loudest mouth saying I was wrong, no no doubt. Yeah. Um. But before we were... Ryan's getting the bold take started, man. Yes. Um, uh, On to the bold takes. Um, If you're just tuning in, I'm going to give three bold takes. Matt's going to give three bold takes. Um, Then he's going to pick one of mine. We're going to talk about it. And I'm going to pick one of his, and we're going to talk about it. But I'll, I'll start it off here first. Um, my three are the Chiefs offense is going to stall without Tyreek Hill. Um, <laughs> this free agency is the best free agency that we have gotten like ever in the history of the NFL. And that this up and coming draft is going to be the best draft we're going to have for the next five years. Okay. Okay. I like it. Um, 
So, so you said I pick one and, and yeah. we, we talk about it. Okay. Yep. Let, let's, I want to, I want to talk more about the free agency. Cause I, I do agree. I think this has been some of the most star star power movement we've seen in, in the, the past few years. And I, I agree. I agree with the most exciting free agency. Cause I mean, like, I, I just, just, you could just talk about just the quarterbacks you know, you could just talk about Watson and, and Wilson, you know, two, seeing two top seven, five to seven guys move overnight to, you know, to win now places. I agree. Um, and then guys like, you know, the best two receivers in the NFL, Devontae Adams and Tyree Kill moving. Um, and then so many other free agents. You know, Chandler Jones, Von Miller, Marcus Williams. Um, who else? What, how am I blanking on his name? The Patriots corner, J.C. Jackson. J.C. Jackson. And Him Stephon being, Gilmore is still not signed. Yeah, so I, I completely agree in that statement because it's just, it's never ending. It keeps on going, keeps on hitting. But, yeah, I, I, I agree with that one because yeah, – yeah. Like it's just there's so much so much to talk about. Okay. I like that. I like that. Yeah, it just like you said, there's just been there's been so many players on the move and there's been so many players traded. There's been so many speculation. And I mean those what was it? It was probably a week, about a week ish. It was exactly a week from when Deshaun Watson like when his trial stuff happened to when he got traded. I mean, that week, Yeah. obviously, I mean, you have the stuff with Tom Brady and everything, but I mean, that week was like one of the most suspenseful weeks in football in a very long time. Just because like you said, I mean, at the time he was playing, he was a top three quarterback in the NFL. And to like see not where he's, or not knowing where he's going to go. I mean, it literally put the league on hold. Here's the thing. Crazy. Here's the thing about about that too. I hate to cut you off, but like I I said this to you, and I said this to so many people about Deshaun Watson is that like he is a top three to five quarterback in his prime with a contract set contract in place for the next four years. Like that is we've never seen a player with that stuff moved before. You know, I mean, he has all the trial stuff, you know, but once he was cleared of criminal charges, I mean, he still got traded for three first round picks. So, I mean, teams didn't care, but like, imagine, imagine if the Texans had leverage, imagine if like, you know, like, because they had to settle for three first round picks. I mean, you know, settling for three first round picks, saying that is crazy, but like, imagine a Saints, a Saints or Falcons or Browns package imagine a Browns package of three first round picks and say like Greg Newsom who was just taken first uh Jeremiah Wusu Kormoa who was just taken in the second you know those guys would have been attached for a guy like Deshaun Watson it would have been the highest bidder and I wonder how high the bid would have gone if the Texans had any bit of leverage but his no trade clause dictated the whole thing yeah because, um, again, for him to be able – and, again, I've been saying this forever. Um, 
I think me and you disagreed on this a little bit, but if it came down to a bidding war and he didn't have a no trade clause, the Eagles absolutely couldn't. The Eagles have oh, the most yeah. capital. They could oh, have. Oh, yeah. Most, and, and like most said, draft capital, yes. yes. Yeah. And the, the, no, the no trade clause played so much into that um, because, I mean, I would say for the longest of time, the it went, I think it went, the Panthers were pretty much in the lead for the first, I would say, four and a half days. Because this, um, again, let's say this happened for a week. I would say for the first four and a half days, we all thought the Panthers were going to be in the lead. And then we saw the Falcons sneak in a little bit. And right when the Falcons sneaked in, it came out that Deshaun Watson didn't want to go there. Yeah, he was a brown. Yeah, and then, um, and then I think it was a saint for like for like a day. It was like he's gonna be a saint. It was like an hour. (laughs) Yeah, it was like oh he's gonna be a saint. And then it was for the probably the next following two days was that he was gonna be a. Well, I yeah, I remember it. I remember it. It was like there was that the all Benjamin Albright tweet. I remember he said it. He sent that because you sent it to me. He said it's a two horse race. It's Carolina, New Orleans, and I think New Orleans has the lead. And then an hour later, I remember Justina Anderson comes out and says Deshaun Watson wants to meet with the Falcons, and he's going to. And I'm like, oh God. <laughs> oh God, no! Uh, and and for those who aren't all caught up on the situation, uh, the reason that the, the Falcons were really rumored to be the favorite was just because that's where he grew up. I mean, he's an Atlanta boy; that's where he played ball. So everybody's like, "Hometown here is going home." And then their star tight end, Cal Pitts, tweeted out like two days beforehand, like, <laughs> oh, it's, like, going to be dangerous or something like that. And then not only, like, like maybe 30 minutes later, <laughs> he deleted the tweet. I don't think it was even 30. It was, like, <laughs> it was like 10. And, like, and then he, like, corrected it. He was, like, oh, it's about Casey Hayward. What? You're, you're, okay. All right. Yep. Oh, uh, that's fun. But, yeah, th- this has just been – this has been such a fun offseason. And then that's not to even include what's gonna what's gonna happen in a maybe supposed Tom Brady trade as well. Um, it's just been it's from from the time I've followed football, it's been the most fun offseason, most exciting offseason. Um so it's been fun, but I'd love to hear your takes because um I would say the argument me and Ryan got in the most was the Justin Herbert argument, and that was actually uh, Ryan's, or that was actually Matt's bold take that I stole from him. So I'd love yes. to see what you have for yes. me. Um, my bold takes. Okay. Number one, I think the Broncos will be playing in the Super Bowl. That's Holy. my number one. I, I, I think Russ is the missing piece. Um, number two. Number two, um, I'm just going to go, I think, basic. I, I don't know if it's basic, but Trey Lance MVP, I think that that's a take. It would be fun to talk about. Um, and then number three, ooh, I don't know, number three. I think the Jaguars, the Jaguars take a big leap 
I think the Jaguars playoff contending. I don't, I don't know how oh, to phrase that. I think it's See, let's swing. I think it's I think it's fun to swing. Fun to fun to talk about some out there takes. No, absolutely. These are all three really good takes that I would. You know, we're gonna have you back on. Obviously, me and Ryan refer to you a lot in the podcast, so we will have you back on. Um, geez, <laughs> I, I see. <laughs> I see the Jaguars making a leap. I don't know if I'm ready to say they're going to be a playoff contender, but I, I see that. That one I can see. Um, the Trey Lance one is bold, but I, I see your thought process behind that. Mm-hmm. Um, the Broncos one is the one that just stands off the paper. To me. They're okay. all really good, but it's just – I agree they had a good team, but their defense uh, – Still scares me. I don't know. I, I like Randy Gregory, but I th- I think I this is I'm gonna I, I just I'm I'm just gonna explain my process. Mm-hmm. I think the Chiefs just got weaker. You know, um, I think Tyreek really puts a dent in the armor in the Chiefs. Um, I think I'm not sold on Derek Carr and the Raiders, and I think the Chargers are still young in their process i think i'm I'm just i'm banking on i think russ is the missing piece i love that defense last year they were one of the best closing defenses when when they had a lead but it was just when they had a like when did they have a lead with teddy bridgewater or drew lock at quarterback in the fourth quarter they didn't if you know if russell wilson can play just basic football you know we're coming off a season where you know he threw for 26 touchdowns and six interceptions and I think it was I don't know nine nine ten games whatever it was with the with the thumb injury this this was a down year for him so if he can be a top five quarterback I don't know what's stopping the Broncos you know I I don't I don't I think I'm I'm taking that team fully built over any other team in the AFC. And and that's just that's Which, just me. Just it's crazy. Yeah. It's crazy to think, but it's I, I think, you know, I think everyone has a dent in their armor. Yeah. But but the Broncos right now. Uh, but we've never seen Russ play. So I mean that we could we could put that as a dent. So the three holds ups that I have with this okay. is I, I definitely like I think we can firmly agree that they're gonna make a playoffs. I mean I don't think yes. anybody's arguing this. Yes. Um but for first we just gotta look at in the division. I, yeah. I'm with you with the Raiders and the Chiefs. Again, like I said, I think the Chiefs offense is gonna stall out a little bit without Tyree Kill. But I think the Chargers they really 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 improved or not I, I mean their defense now consists of Joey Bosa um uh Derwin James that's his name uh Joey Bosa Derwin James Clue Mack and JC Jackson I mean that defense at least on paper is yeah. really good and then you yeah. have to talk about who's back there at quarterback I so so that's my hold up oh that that's my hold up yeah um 
like in the division, but then even outside of the division, um, I think without that wild game, I think the Bills had a chance to win the Super Bowl this year. Oh yeah. Um, but then this is this is something I told you even this past season. This past season was going on, and I'm going to stomp my foot, and we're gonna we're gonna lay it down, and we're gonna continue to go with what I was saying. I I like the Browns. <laughs> Yeah, I the, the Browns are. I, I said it when we were talking about it. I think in our third episode of this podcast, I, the Browns, they have a good defense now. Samari Cooper, they have a good, um, they have a good offense. They obviously just got uh, Deshaun. OBJ just said he was willing to come back. Jarvis That's, Landry, no, it's come back. not. I don't believe any of that. <laughs> I, I don't until it's signed. I don't believe any of him wanting to go back to Cleveland. Well, all right. So even if he doesn't come back to Cleveland, honestly, at this point, with how the quarterback market or how the wide receiver market is, that Amari Cooper contract went from being a bad wide receiver contract yeah. to now being a good wide receiver contract. Yeah, like all um, of a sudden, it was, it's it's not, yeah, it's not as bad <laughs> as it can be. You know, because he is still 27. That's what's insane. Amari Cooper's been around. Yeah, but even if, even if um, Jarvis and uh, OBJ don't come back, you still, you still have Aaron Rodgers. You have a top three quarterback the last time he played. The offensive line, I would argue, was a top five, top ten. Top ten for sure. Top five, uh, they're right in that range. And then I would say probably the second quarterback – or the second running back, second best running – third, third, third. That's what we'll go with, the third best running back in the league <laughs> right now. It's just their offense looks stellar. Their defense played really well last year. I think the Browns, um, I just, it's hard for me to see any team beat the Browns if Deshaun steps back to where he left off, which is obviously a big if. But yeah. uh, that Brown team just looks scary, dude. Yeah. So, um, and I just thought of this too. Um, back to my bold take when it came to um, craziest offseason. This offseason is so crazy that I even forgot that Alvin Kamara punched a dude in the face. Yeah, I don't, <laughs> don't want to talk about that. In, in any other offseason, that would have been a big storyline. Nobody, <laughs> nobody's talking about it anymore. Yeah. <laughs> that, the, that, streets, to go. the streets of New Orleans right now are still on the hangover of Mardi Gras and Pran Odell comes comes to town <laughs> uh yep um but to just to, to round off this episode as we always do we're gonna do a segment called gridiron goose um and me and ryan we keep it football related sometimes non-football related others um we are going to do football this time, and we're going to do a create your own quarterback or create the best quarterback um, draft. And we're doing head, arm, accuracy, and legs. Um, so let's say we go with head and Ryan picks or uh, Matt picks. Obviously, you're not going to pick this. So that's why I'm going with it. Lamar Jackson for head. Yeah. I, I can't pick Lamar Jackson now that you said that. 
um, which will be really interesting because I think you could take Patrick Mahomes for head arms and accuracy, but you can't can't take a quarterback twice. But you are the guest. Um, you're not forced to – you don't have to do arm first. You don't have to do head first. You can do whatever you want. Um, but, but let's see. Let's see who you go with first. All right. First, because I'm a homer, I'm going to go Drew Brees accuracy. That's it. Okay. That's it. <laughs> and, and for those, um, I'm going to put a stipulation on this. Um, I probably should have said this. Do you want me to do current? Um, I'll, I'll give you Drew Brees because because he's your homeboy. Um, I should have said that, but yeah, current. So we'll I'll give you current. accuracy. I'll do, no, no, okay. no, I'll do current. I'll do current. I'll do current. Okay. I got you. I got you. That that definitely sways where I'm going. Mm-hmm. But I'm gonna I'm gonna go arm. Josh Allen. Oh, for the love of. Yep. Oh come on! That is what I wanted. That's what I'm mad because that's what I was. I was really hoping you were gonna yeah. say somebody else there. Um, oh yeah. Nice. Well, we are not gonna let this guy become anything else. Um, we're we're gonna stick with the arm category here, and I think we're gonna do Patrick Mahomes because that yep. dude's off platform throws. And and that's just true. to just to put this out here, because uh, we didn't touch on it too much. Um. In three years, I might be willing to say Malik Willis could be in this arm category. Wow. That uh, is – that's bold, man. <laughs> yes, it is. That That is – that's up there. Yeah, <laughs> it, it could happen. It could happen. Yes. All right. But you go for it. So, so do, you want, do you want a snake? We can no. snake. No, no, you you can we can just do one two one two. Okay, okay. Um, so I got I got Alan's arm. Um, I'm gonna go. So so here here's the thing now too. So Mahomes is off the board, you know, mm-hmm. for anything, right? Yeah. He he's just done. Okay, okay. Just making sure I didn't want to. Um, I'm gonna go head Tom Brady. I think just. Best decision maker in the game, in in the league, I think it's it's obvious. It's obvious there. Yeah. Well, we are going to get the last obvious one out of the way. Mm-hmm. Um, I think I think you could probably go with Hertz here too for you. Yep. But but the last yep. obvious one here, I'm I'm going with Lamar for legs. Yep. Yep. Uh, so. Yeah. I. I was thinking that one too. I gave you that one. Yeah. Uh, but accuracy. I want. I want to do accuracy now. Um, accuracy. I'm trying to think. I'm trying yeah. to think of just. Uh, like, I'm go Rogers. Let's go Rodgers for accuracy. Just basic, you know, the two-time, the back-to-back MVP, I think. Some of his I, – I thought about this, too, with Devontae Adams. Some of, like, his chemistry with Adams is just unmatched, man. Like, some of those those back-shoulder throws, he puts it on, on the money right where <laughs> Adams is expecting it every time, and it's, it's a work art. Oh, yeah, Absolutely. 
Um, I missed that duo. Well, and that was a conversation uh, me and Ryan had. I'm not willing. I'm. I don't know who it's going to be, but I. I don't think the Packers are going to win the conference. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> um. But statistically, if we're doing if we're doing accuracy, statistically, I'm gonna I'm gonna pick Joe Burrow. Okay. I mean, he was he was the most accurate quarterback, at least according to Stat Mules. Um. So if we're gonna do accuracy, we're gonna pick pick Joey. Joey B. Joey B. Okay. Um. That that leaves me with with legs. Yeah. Legs slash athleticism, right? I, that that would have to be oh, it. No. Yeah. Um I'm trying to think. Like I'm trying to think other oh, than come on. other than Hertz. Yeah, come on. Hertz, the I... way he took his ankles this year, you have to go with Hertz. <laughs> okay, yeah. <laughs> Kick me while I'm down. Um I mean, you know that's the thing too. I would honestly say Malik Willis if he was on the if if he was in the league mm-hmm. right now, but he's not. I'll go Hurts. Yeah, I feel like I'm for, I feel like I'm forgetting someone. Am I? Um, Watson not, is not, up there, but Hurts yeah. is more athletic. Yeah. Okay. Uh, oh, yeah. you know who you are forgetting? You're forgetting Kyler. Yeah, that's who it is. Do you want Kyler or Hurts? Um, go Hurts. Let's go Hurts. Okay. And I'm like currently beating myself up here for pitching Patrick Mahomes for arms. <laughs> um, I should have done Patrick Mahomes for head because uh, I had a flash to me. Um, it definitely should have been Justin Herbert for my arm. <laughs> I'm so mad. Um. <laughs> Uh, dang. All right. I guess for head, we'll do Justin Herbert. Okay. And, and to recap for everybody that's listening, uh, from head, arm, accuracy, and legs in that order, um, Matt went uh, Tom Brady for head, Josh Allen for arm, Aaron Rodgers for um, accuracy, and Hurts for legs. And as far as my quarterback, we did Justin Herbert for head, Patrick Mahomes for arm, accuracy, Joey Burrow, and Lamar Jackson for legs. So, um, it was fun having you on as a guest. Oh, thank you, thank you. I, I had a <laughs> I had a blast here too. I think it's thank just you. fun to fun to sit down and talk some ball especially after after some of this stuff that's happened like we discussed the craziest i mean just to discuss some of it you know yeah yeah um you know the fun just began if you guys want to catch uh i would say our true expertise uh please watch the video or the podcast that's going to come out with this as well that's mock draft um and me and uh Matt will dig into that. But well, if you made it this far, we want to say thank you for listening. Uh, we have a lot scheduled in the upcoming weeks. Um, and that includes more of our thoughts on the off season and more mock drafts. 
Uh, we want to make sure you guys subscribe and follow, and we want to give a big thank you to Anchor FM for helping us promote our podcast. Uh, please leave a review below as it helps us more than you guys know. And stay tuned for the next episode of the Pigskin Project.